girl hey welcome back to yet another episode of good god girl the podcast where we get real about the struggles and the success in being god's kind of beautiful i am bria and carrie and thank you as always to everyone who is joining us week after week for a new episode if you are new and are joining us i welcome you with open arms and a virtual hug and i also ask that you go ahead and download and subscribe and you know what i'm even gonna ask that you leave a review after this episode let me know what you think and how you feel if it impacted you if it spoke to you please leave it in a review also you can follow us on instagram and on twitter at the good god girl i am so excited about this episode because we're doing something new god put it on my heart a while ago to branch off you know i feel like i've been so scared um to really talk with other people and really branch out and and meet and speak with other good god girls and recently i was connected to one who we're gonna hear about in this podcast but it's just funny because when you walk in the word of god he just aligns your steps so nothing is difficult for you to do and so that's exactly what happened my experience only speaks to so many people and there's so many good guy girls out there who are you know going through life and um and and might relate to the stories and the testimonies and the insight that other good guy girls have to offer and so um god really led me to our first guest who i'm so excited for you all to meet but i met her at the sip and manifest event if you were there you already know how powerful she is i just laugh sometimes because when god puts things on our hearts and we meditate and we think god how am i gonna do this how is this gonna happen he just makes it happen and she literally fell on my lap and i love her and i cannot wait for you all to meet her so who am i talking about i am talking about tasia whitehead of course my sis is a multi-dimensional purity influencer and entrepreneur and she is the founder of the chasing purity movement as well as being a boss of the whitehead agency tasia has impacted so many lives she has a passion for purity serving in jesus hello don't we all <laughs> and that can be seen whether she's creating and implementing systems or teaching about purity and singleness her life's mission is to re establish God's design and desire for purity in the earth and we definitely go in depth and talk about what purity is how it's important and you know what we got a special message for all of our single ladies out there so without further ado here is Tasia. All right, y'all. I am so, so, so excited to be here with our first guest in Good God Girl. Her name is Tasia Whitehead, and I'm just so excited for you all to um, learn about who she is, what she has got going on, a little bit of how she got to becoming God's kind of beautiful and all of the sorts. So welcome, Tasia. Yes, God's kind of beautiful. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, thank you for having it's my first podcast interview no, so I'm excited podcast. to do with my friend yes yeah I'm so excited to have you I was gonna say no it's not because you did the sipping manifest but I guess I don't that I put that on a podcast and that wasn't naturally yes. a podcast so you're 
<laughs> yeah, but no, I'm so excited to have you. I want to say thank you and that I was, I'm just, I guess it's funny how God works, you know? Um, I did not know you prior to this, even though we share like one mutual friend, but mm-hmm. I was just like so blown away um, by your speaking and just your platform and who you are uh, when I met you at the SIP and Manifest vision boarding thank event. You, and so I was you. like, I just got to have her. Um, I need to dig a little bit deeper and, and get to know her a little bit more. And I think that my other good guy girls need to hear about her and her story and who she is. So I'm I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I was like, we're going to be friends. When we talked, I was like, we're going to be friends. Yes. Like, I just really believe that like, this is, this is God and we're going to be friends. And this is just the beginning of the thing. I know. I swear I said the same thing. I was thinking in my head, I didn't want to be like, you know, cause I, I, t- my friends will tell you that I force relationships, you know, like I force my <laughs> friendships, like, Hey, you're my friend, you know? And I, you know, you're new. So I didn't want to like be that weird person. So I was just like, you know, but then God. And then you said, yeah. it. I was like, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because I'm totally not that type of person. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, see, that's how you know it's God moving. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I want to get into today's episode. And, you know, it's Valentine's Day season, aka cuffing season. And you got some stuff under works that we'll get into later. But first, I want to know more about you. And I want you to tell us. Who is Tasia? That is a loaded question. It's always <laughs> weird to like talk about myself, but um, I mean, I am an entrepreneur. I am a purity influencer. Um, I am painfully introverted, but I love, <laughs> love. It's weird because I love, love. I love hard. I love people. Like if you, mm-hmm. you're in my circle, like I love you, you got my heart, but it is very hard for me to like interact with people. Mm. Um, I am definitely like, I need to recharge. Like after this, I am definitely going to need to recharge because my social battery will be drained. Mm. Um, I just, I love God, um, and all things purity. And I just want to see other people pursue purity and pure relationship with God and pure relationships with each other. That's so deep. Okay. I'm, I'm going to dig into that a little bit later because I think that Purity is a word that's probably new to a lot of people. And I want us to touch base on that just a little bit. But before that, I want to ask, you know, like, how did you become to be God's kind of beautiful and who you are today? So like, walk us through your journey in finding God. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up in church, preacher's kid, minister's kid, like all of that, um, leading youth ministry, uh college like did did all of that but I think around like middle school high school it was like a weird weird thing you know I went to predominantly white school so the thing was to be emo and I went through like this whole like I'm emo dark my sister will tell you she laughs and jokes today like I was scared of you (laughs) like you were weird um but I went I went through that phase but was still like in church and still leading ministry but a part of me was like I don't even know if this is real like I am very intellectual and I definitely um am one of the type of people who I could see why people are like agnostic like Mm -hmm. I I can comprehend that a lot Mm -hmm. better than believing in a God that I cannot see 
it is mm. easy you know it was easier um to believe in just nothing uh and just be you know um so years later I think I was about 21 and um if you follow me you know who she is but Karen Williford came into my life and she like mentored me and poured into me and just really was like yo I see you and I see like the call of God in your life and how the enemy has tried to derail you and make you believe that what other people are experiencing is not for you and she challenged me to build a real serious relationship with God by way of Holy Spirit. So I, I knew God, I had was preaching, praying, prophesying and all of that, but there was a disconnect. You know, I felt like, you know, God can do it for everybody else, but the things that I was believing him for, the things that I was praying about, nothing was changing. So I felt like in some weird way, like, well, he's not doing it for me. So maybe it's something wrong with me. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, present day, I look back and even just talking about it, it's like weird because I don't even identify with that person. Like this is it's so far removed because God has really done like a lot of healing and internal work. Like I was just, you know, depressed and sad and just angry, just a completely different person. And I started falling in love with the scripture that says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when I started realizing that joy was God's perspective concerning everything, it changed my life. So present day, I can, I can say like, man, I love God. <laughs> like it's so cliche, but like God is dope. Like, and it helped me to even fall in love with myself. Like I've always been a pretty girl. People have always told me that I've always believed it. But when I started falling in love with myself, that inner beauty began to shine. And that's so much more valuable than just being a pretty face. That's deep. That's real deep. You said, <laughs> you said a couple of things that I had to write down in my notepad that were just like, wow. You said joy is God's perspective of everything. I have never thought about it like that before. I love that. Um, but one thing that I thought we should kind of backtrack to was your upbringing. You were a PK, so you mm -hmm. grew up in church. And still, mm -hmm. it took you a lot of work for you to actually find God for yourself. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people are, are under the impression that because that you're in church, because you grow up in church, because your dad is a pastor or that automatically like you have God and that's not necessarily the case. No, that, that wasn't the case for me. I mean, it, I can only speak for my, for myself, but uh -huh. I think a lot of it was I knew how to pray. I knew how to fast. I knew how to do all the things. I knew how to do it. But where I felt like, God, are you, are you real? Was that it was always something. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was always something, some sort of trial, some sort of, just something and I was like you know everybody else is like living their best life and of course that was an immaturity mindset because I was I was so young 
and you look at people and you realize, well, half of these people, their lives suck (laughs) or they have a form of godliness Mm -hmm. or they're pretending they're wearing masks. And so, you know, as you grow, you start to see like, yeah, I can't depend on mama and daddy and grandma to build my relationship with God. That is something that I have to pursue on my own. It wasn't just enough at that point to go to church and get the word on Sunday, go on Wednesday and not pick up the Bible in between that or not pray in between that. But what helped me was, and I prayed in tongues, but I didn't have an understanding of like building myself up in my ho- my most holy faith. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah. understand um, the things that I was doing. And when I started like putting understanding and building, like my thing was, Lord, I want to know you. Mm-hmm. If I want to know you. I want you to be so real to me that I have encounters. Like I want to encounter the supernatural. I want to know when you've entered into the room that I'm in. And then I want to become the type of person that when I walk into a room, you walk with me. Mm-hmm. And it took time. It took me like being like, oh man, like you are really the God that I read about. Not just the God that somebody got up and testified about. Like you are the God of the Bible and you are real to me. That 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 was what I wanted. But what I was experiencing was you're the God that can do it for everybody else and not me. Oh man, that is, that's some powerful stuff. She's spitting y'all, she's spitting. <laughs> Okay, so we could talk about this forever, but I want to kind of pivot and make a smooth transition into something that you mentioned in the beginning, which is the fact that you are a purity influencer. Now, before I met you, I have to be honest and say I have never heard that term before. You know, I've heard of Instagram influencer, social media influencer, but I have never heard of a purity influencer. So could you please let us know what is a purity influencer? what's what's funny about that is is like in my everyday life like I struggled with accepting the term influencer because I don't have you know a hundred thousand followers I'm not doing um, you know brand paid sponsor paid content like it wasn't that but what happened was I was writing um, my Instagram bio you know they tell you your elevator pitch and all of that and I heard in my spirit purity influencer and it took my god sister actually who is an influencer was like yo don't hide like don't take that down don't hide behind that because that's who you are it's not about numbers but it's about influencing people to to do you know if if i was a fashion nova influencer i'm influencing you to buy fashion nova so my thing is to influence people to pursue purity beyond sex, but pursue purity in your heart as a lifestyle. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where that term kind of came from. It's like weird and random, but um, that's kind of how God works with me. Mm, okay, that's deep. And that brings me to another question because most times when we hear purity, we often hear it referred to with sex right? Like be pure, abstain from sex. But you just mentioned that purity is something that goes beyond that. So like, what, what does that entail? And how can we incorporate and we be more pure in our lifestyle in, in living for God that way? 
Yeah, of course. And you know what? Um, I like to say that abstinence is a fruit of purity. Because if you are pursuing like a life that's pleasing to God, then you're going to do that in every area. And sex is just going to be, you know, like a fruit. You're going to abstain from sex because you are choosing to honor God in every area. So the Bible says, who can ascend to the hills? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. And for me, um, I struggled in my heart more than anything with just, anger like unforgiveness and just all of these things that when I decided like I just want to be free free from anything that is going to contaminate my heart free from anything that is going to hinder my relationship with God you know when I decided like this is what I want to do my perspective concerning purity changed because I was all I mean I'm a 26 year old virgin that's something that I you know if you see myself you see that um, but when I decided like, okay, beyond my virginity, I want to honor God with my life. I realized that I had to get my heart right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every day I remember <laughs> a few years ago, every day I would tweet, you know, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. And I didn't understand it. Like I was just doing it because I, that's, that's what I was praying. And then like, as I started to like do it and say it every day, like every day I was just confessing that creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me every day every day I could see that things were starting to change I could see like literally using the word to purify my heart and to change my heart so even now when things certain things come at me because that is an area where I am constantly like hit especially concerning relationships and people it is so much easier for me to be by myself okay to push push people away because here's the thing if I hurt me, that's one thing. Right. But if you hurt me, that's something completely different. And because I was so used to being duped and disappointed and hurt and broken, I had literally built up bricks, brick walls. Like people would be like, oh my God, like you are such like an onion or like a pomegranate. Like you just, there's so many layers to you. And I would be like, yeah, because I am not giving you the opportunity to hurt me but then that is not the character or the nature of God. You know, how often do we just completely, completely disregard his heart, his feelings, you know, but it was so quick to guard ours. And so of course, you know, using wisdom, I've learned to guard my heart, but I've also learned to purify my heart and to, you know, just discern the difference of things that are, all right, I can let this in. Nope, we we blocking that that's not that's not coming in that's not going to penetrate my heart so even now when things happen the other day you know something happened and I was like wow my response was completely different than how I would have normally responded normally I would be like you know what everybody is cut off everybody's blocked probably would have posted you know (laughs) something about it and tagged them like but that wasn't my response (laughs) my initial my response (laughs) seriously like my response was to just be like okay because who I am, even though I want to respond, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. And reminding myself, that's not who you are. So you cannot respond to certain things the way that you would have before, because every day you confess and you pray, creating me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Mm -hmm. That's deep, girl. She said, 
I'll add you too. Uh, <laughs> uh, you brought up like such a very interesting point. And I think this is something that, you know, I've even had some trouble, um, I would say kind of navigating and that is um, trying to discern us guarding our heart, you know, from what is unpure, right? Versus a trauma response in us guarding our heart from hurt. So like, mm-hmm. how do you decipher between the two? Well, I'm still learning. Um, because uh, every day <laughs> there's an opportunity to respond. Yeah. Literally, I'm so glad you said that from a trauma response. Every day there's an opportunity. It is just a choice sometimes. Sometimes I miss it. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I pop off and my neck gets a rolling and trick words <laughs> come out. Um, but but just it's almost like when you when you start really developing a real relationship with God he tempers you like he mellows you out like because I naturally I'm a hothead Mm. but he has calmed me down and shown me how to just be like I just gonna just be quiet Mm. just don't respond just and sometimes it's it's counting to 10 sometimes it's texting an accountability partner and saying yo I am about to rip into such and such help help me (laughs) like but you got to have people around you that can like if you know that you struggle with anger you Mm -hmm. know that you struggle with um, unforgiveness you have people around you that can hold you accountable in that area so one thing for me is I don't want to be I don't like confrontation. Mm. It makes me uncomfortable. So, so I have people around me that when I feel like I'm about to blow, I call and I talk and I'd be like, Hey, I'm about to lose it. And just talk to me because I can't lose it. Mm. Yeah. I I, I can't lose it. Yeah. Because they remind you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep people around you who will always remind you who you are. Not people who, when you have those moments or you want to cut a fool or you want to cut everybody off, you don't call the person that's going to be like, cut them off. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's, that's not who you call. You save them for something else. But you hang around people who want to see you win. You know, to kind of circle back, it's like really just like building such a relationship with God that you don't want to do things that are contrary to who you say you are and who he says you are. Mm. You know, I think that's, that's such an important uh, point. And I think that's even more hard. That doesn't even make sense. That is harder when, um, when it comes to relationships, I think in, or the lack thereof, I should say, or being single, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like it's good to have that accountability in the people around us, but we also need to be that person, you know what I'm saying? For ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and learning how to be that person for ourselves. So, you know, uh, when we don't have that person there, when, you know, what is that mm-hmm. song? Silver and gold. I tried to call my best friend, but she could not be found. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They said it. Mm-hmm. Kirk said it. So, right. <laughs> We have to also learn how to call on God in those moments mm-hmm. because, you know, 
he's the one who he's the one who directs our path and he's the one who directs our steps and knowing you know how we should go about certain situations so I think that's something that I know for a fact that I need to do a lot more is Mm -hmm. you know ask God God what do you want me to do in this moment because I'm finna I'm finna Mm -hmm. go in on this Mm -hmm. grocery store worker I'm I'm finna I'm finna ask for the manager and you know I need to (laughs) I asked for the manager at Whole Foods man I don't care (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah just being that person for ourselves and I think that um that comes from finding contentment with ourselves Mm -hmm. and learning how to be content with ourselves. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't know how to do that because we're so used to being with somebody or trying to feel, you know, like we're taught we're, we're humans, right? Companionship is super big. And we know that relationships are something that's really important and something that got intense for us is to be in relationship with, with people. But we can sometimes be so um, dependent on that, that we forget and we don't realize how important it is to nurture ourselves. And so um, I love the fact that, you know, again, me stalking your Instagram page, you have dedicated a lot of like your Instagram and, and your, your influence to empowering single girls. And I want to to learn a bit about that and you know kind of how you got into that and mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah I started chasing purity um was that like 2015 I got the idea um 2016 was probably when I first started like okay I'm gonna like talk about it publicly it's not gonna just live in my notes um and so I started you know I started off just talking about like purity but then after becoming single mm-hmm. and I mean of course I was single because I was not married so you are single right. until you're married right but I was in a relationship or entertaining somebody like I always had somebody mm-hmm. but when I went through like my serious season of like I'm not talking to nobody like nobody phone dry I talked to my god sister my best friend my god mama my mama and my sister type of dry okay mm-hmm. I talked to them <laughs> um I was like I need something and you know the thing about it is sometimes I feel like a unicorn you know Mm -hmm. like I'm a single I'm a virgin like a freaking unicorn okay so I started writing letters to myself like dear single girl it's okay to be single it's okay to pursue purpose it's okay to take yourself out it's okay like just encouraging myself because I was single and I desire marriage. I desire companionship and partnership, but I want it to be like, I want to be at the place where I'm so good with myself that I'm not a liability when my husband finds me. And there were so many things about me that were a liability. Like, that. just, just you know, just being honest, like, I had so many, like, I can do bad all by myself, I don't need you, I'm good, you know, like, I had so many of that, and then, like, I am very much a type A personality, I am a driver, so a lot of my conversation, a lot of my things that I want to do is, like, hey, what are you, what are you working on, what are you building, you know, like, being, like, huh, rough, and I had to learn how to, like, as hard as I love, be able to receive that same Mm. type of love. 
And so I started writing like, it's okay to receive love. Mm-hmm. It's okay to let somebody love you. You need community. Build community. Build healthy relationships. Like it literally started as just things that I would just encourage myself with. And one day I was like, I'm a I'm a post because I think that somebody else could use this. So mm-hmm. I started posting and people started sharing and talking about it. And I was like, oh wait. And then people started asking me about it. And I was like, well, um, it's kind of something I just do for myself, but you know, if I'm inspired, if I'm lit, I'll post it. So <clears throat> Dear Single Girl became like just this this thing <laughs> that people liked and could relate to. And so I just was like, okay, God, like how can I encourage myself and other single girls without like I'm not the person that's gonna tell you write your engagement year up under my post. It's weird. Okay. That that's just my personal this is my personal thing. It's mm-hmm. weird. I'm not writing that I'm getting engaged in 2021 because my feelings are gonna be hurt if it doesn't happen. Like, mm-hmm. but I am gonna tell you to build your credit. Mm-hmm. Build, you know, have have some money in the bank, save your money, mm-hmm. you build yourself, build a relationship with God, be solid, be whole, be healthy, so mm-hmm. that when your husband does find you, whether it's in 2021 or 2024, that you will be good. Because relate, you know, I, I believe in co- the covenant of marriage. Like I believe that marriage is a beautiful thing, but it's only beautiful when you come into it beautiful. Mm -hmm. like you can't come into it a half person with another half person it's it's gonna suck so I want to empower single girls to like be whole pursue purity travel like just live your best life live your best life like live your best life because then when the gift of marriage comes it can be a gift Mm. like (laughs) it can be a gift and the thing about singleness is it's a gift as well it is mm-hmm. a gift and it's a season for most people. Most people are not signing up to just be single forever. Like that is not, that's not what most people are doing. So it's a season. And if you steward your season well, you can reap a beautiful harvest mm-hmm. through marriage, you know, but it's all in how you steward your singleness. A lot of people struggle with being by themselves Mm -hmm. they always have to have somebody and go from relationship to relationship to relationship and then you just become more broken and more broken and more broken but then say where's my husband well you're just a whole bunch of broken pieces and don't nobody want that Mm -hmm. now we all at some point have some level of brokenness okay yeah that's granted but you just don't want to be a broken person going from relationship to relationship and then mad at God because you're single. Mm. Like being single, it's a gift. This is, I am living my best life. If I want to get up tomorrow and go and do, I have the ability to do that. Whereas, you know, being married, oh, what do you think about it? You know, like you have to consult and consider. (laughs) And right now I don't have to consult and consider anybody but myself and consult. your bank account. I mean, pretty much (laughs) like, um, but being, but, but I wasn't always like that because I was used to having somebody, whether it was talking or, you know, being in a serious relationship. And it took me a while to be like, man, I, I've always enjoyed my company, but like, I really enjoy 
my company. I enjoy my life. Are there things that I want, you know, to be better and different? Of course. But just overall, I am very content with me. Mm. Striving daily to, to grow and be better, but I am very content with myself. So if someone was to come, you know, this is who I am. This is what you're getting. I, I know a lot about who I am, what I want that I didn't when I was just entertaining every, you know, Joe Blow that came into my life. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is funny. You just, you're speaking on everything that we just talked about in the last episode, as far as embracing solitude, because that's mm-hmm. exactly what your single season is. It's just you yourself and God really. Mm-hmm. And learning how to embrace that time and be content with that time can be really hard because, you know, even if it's not a relationship that we're distracting ourselves with, um, you may be distracting yourself with work, right. Or with, um, drugs or Mm -hmm. things, other things aside from God or godly Mm -hmm. things and things that are not your purpose. And I think that we just do that too often. And, um, it, we are, we, we are so powerful. I seen this quote, this little tweet, um, that what, what the heck did it say? I think it said like a person who can, who was, who was okay by themselves is one of the most powerful people or something yeah, along the lines true. of that. True. But that's so true. And I would say like something that you mentioned that was really good was, you know, fi- being content, you know, so when somebody does come along, you're good and in and you're like, okay, this is it. You know, I'm complete with myself. I'm fine in myself, right? But also asking the question if that person doesn't come along, will you still be content you be with a- yourself? Yeah. Because I think that you mentioned something. You said that 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 um, marriage was a gift, right? And we are so entitled as humans. Shame on us. We're so entitled, just being entitled to a relationship, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's not God's purpose for your life, you know, to mm-hmm. be married to somebody, you know, obviously mm-hmm. to be in a relationship, but to specifically be married to somebody may not be God's purpose for your life. You know, maybe you do have the gift of singleness for a lifetime. And that's even better, honestly, because it talks about it in the word as far as how when you are single, then you give all your time to God, you know, like you're able to just be with God without distraction. But as soon as, you know, someone else comes along, then you have to consider that person and that in just even those little considerations and Mm -hmm. and trying to please them is taking away from you pleasing God. So being single is not the worst thing in the world. It's it's not. And the thing is, is like, I just, because I think about often, like, if I never get married, would I still be content? Would I still live a full life? And I believe that I would. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I believe that. Now, of course, you know, like, I desire marriage. I desire to be a mom and different things like that. But my hope is not built around that. You know, like, mm-hmm. we can idolize marriage. We can idolize relationship goals and wanting to post, like, when my friends be like, they want a relationship, they want a boyfriend, my first question is why? Mm-hmm. And even to myself, when I have moments where I'm like, dang, like, 
I can be, but why? Mm-hmm. Why, why do I want, why do I want it? Do I want it because I want to have sex? Because I'm tired of being by myself? Or do I want it because I believe that my marriage will honor God and that me and my husband will produce purpose together and walk out, mm. you know, like things together? Because I believe that. I believe that whoever comes into my life, we are going to have a great life. We're going to walk out purpose together. But the opposite to that is that when God's pursue me now, my mindset is so much like, who sent you? Who are you? What do you want? What do you, you know, like, what is this going to turn into? What are your intentions? Because I'm focused and I don't have time to be trying to build you up. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've done the work and I'm doing the work on myself. So I need you to come and be whole and we can, you know, do this thing together. And most, most girls, my age, aren't thinking like that. It's mm-hmm. just, I just, you know, I just want to be able to post, he proposed, you know, I right. said, yes. It, it, it's social media has glamorized relationships so, so much that it's like, you don't know what people really deal with in their marriage. Like I take vows serious. I'm the type of person, if I tell you I'm going to do something, if I'm, if I promise you that I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I always think about like, yo, if I get married and you lose a leg or mm-hmm. you end up sick or broke or we have to live with your mama for a season, I think about stuff like that. Girl, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I think about <laughs> stuff like that because for a long time, I was not mature enough to say that I could love somebody enough to stay with them through hard times. I'm a runner. It get hard. I am out of here. I will go to my mama's house. Like, mama told me, you leave, you can always come home. So in my mind, I always have an exit strategy. Mm -hmm. That's just just my makeup. And so when thinking about marriage, there is no exit there to me because I don't Mm -hmm. believe in divorce. There is no exit strategy. So can I love you enough to erase my exit strategy? Mm. Now, of course, you know, within reason, there are things that you, you know, we can end this. Right. But, you know, can I love you enough? Can you love me enough that if something was to happen to me, if I was, you know, I don't know. But if something happened to me and I was no longer this person, would you still love me? Mm -hmm. Would you still be here? Those those are the things that I think about. And until I know 100% that I can do that, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good being single because I do not believe in divorce. Yeah. God hates divorce. And I am a product of divorce. So in my mind, I always think like, man, this could go left. <laughs> and, and I want to get to the point where I don't think like that. I don't think about if it goes left or waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Yeah. So for me, this season of singleness is really about just becoming whole and falling so much in love with myself that anything that comes my way is like a gift it's it's Mm. a bonus not Mm -hmm. a necessity like Mm -hmm. loving me is a necessity you loving me is a bonus oh child she's spinning i'm gonna throw this microphone (laughs) (laughs) okay we could just go so deep but 
I want to know where, cause I know time is approaching and I want to respect your time. Um, but I wanted to know, like, what are your tips? You know, like what tips, what do you suggest? How do we learn to embrace this, se- this season of singleness? You know, how do we learn to be content with ourselves? What would you say? Yeah, I definitely think it is. Um, sometimes I just sit and think about like who I am. Like good, bad the ugly, the indifference, my struggles, trauma experiences, brokenheartedness. Like I I take all of that, you know, and I just sit and I look and I'm like, man, somebody asked me the other day, um, what was my number one regret? I'm Mm. going to answer your question. What was my number one regret? And I paused and I said, honestly, I don't have any. And I followed it up by saying, if you asked me this two years ago, I could have written you a list <laughs> of everything that I wish I would have done differently, everything that I had done wrong, why I got thought God was mad at me, why I thought my life was, you know, going through all of these different things. And present day, I can say I don't have any regrets because I have fallen so like in love with just me and my journey and just embraced it. And so being single, like fall in love with your journey, fall in love with yourself. Like, because it's a lot easier to embrace the journey. Like it's, it's a lot easier to be single when you understand your journey. Like some people don't need to be, like, I don't need to be married right now. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I don't, like, I don't need to be married right now. What I do need to be doing is building my business building equity, building credit, building my relationship with God, knowing Holy Spirit, like becoming whole, loving my family, my mama, my sister, my father, building like healing relationships. Like that's what I need to be doing right now. So, and that's all a part of my journey, being able to say, you know what, this happened, but it's made me who I am. And as a result, I can enjoy this moment. Another thing is um, that is really, really important to me is having like accountability. And I have accountability on multiple levels. I have my single girls that hold me accountable, but then I am accountable to people like married couples where I can say, hey, you know, I have questions, thoughts, I'm struggling with this or X, Y, and Z, or I'm going out with X, Y, and Z, you know, if you don't hear from me from this at this time, you know, shoot me a text, call me, you know, you got my location, but just really having a community of accountability is helpful because it's people that that are willing to help you along the along the way because it's not always easy. Like it is not. Sometimes, you know, you can be discouraged and wonder and think like, you know, am I always going to be single? Is it always going to be just me? Am I going to be the rich auntie? Am I going to be forever <laughs> a bridesmaid or a maid of honor like when is it going to be my time but having people that say hey like I've been married 20 years when I was your age I was married with kids and if I could you know do it a little differently I would have waited a little longer you know but so having you know that community of accountability and then and not to be the dead horse but it's just real it's like God just knowing God 
like in his desires and his purpose and plans for your life, it makes being single easy. Well, not easy, easier. It, it, it takes off the, the little sting of being single, you know, when everybody else is, when you're in the room with everybody else and they're in a relationship. But it's so much easier to say like, man, like I got a relationship with God. I have the love of God. Like I have wholeness. I have peace. I have joy. Like I, I got all of that you know and it just it makes it easy it makes it easier to say you know what god placed me in this earth for a specific purpose and i'm pursuing it now as a single i'm not waiting for somebody you know i don't need somebody to come and rescue me mm. i'm not a damsel in distress you know so mm-hmm. really just having um a relationship with god so yeah to kind of draw it back it would be my my three things would be fall in love with yourself and your journey have a community of accountability and build your relationship with God fall in love with God and allow him to love you and heal you yeah oh that's so real I am thankful that you um were able to join us on this show I appreciate all of your insight and your wisdom and I know all of the other good God girls on here will too Tasia I am just so appreciative of you you are a powerhouse in your own being and I am excited to get to know you more and hopefully you know we can have you back on the good God girl podcast of course course, thank you for having me this was definitely um it was worth it it was definitely worth it thank you I'm so glad to to know you and have been able to be on the good God girl podcast Thank you. Where can we find you? How can we keep up with you? How can we <laughs> um, creep on your Instagram? And all that good stuff? Yeah, so Instagram is uh, at Tasia D. Whitehead. I've, I'm committing to do better at actually posting consistently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find me at Tasia D. Whitehead. Um, for business purposes, um, I am a virtual assistant. I do have my own business. You can follow the Whitehead Agency. Uh, most of that content is encouragement for entrepreneurs, servant leaders, assistants, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, you can follow me on both places. Dope. And I'll also put that link into our show notes. Perfect. Thanks. Well, thank you so much. <laughs>